Luca P here from DGen Aussie Apes Settling for our weekly session on all things crypto and NFTs Let's go It's the money GM, GM, guys, once again, and we're back. How are we? How are we? How's everyone doing out there? Not too bad. How's everyone's week been? It's been all right, man. It's been a bit of an interesting week. I think we're all waiting to see what the markets are going to do, right? It's just crazy sometimes. I swear, everything just seems to go so fast and... You know, things take a bit of time in this market, but there's so much information to yeah. take in literally on a daily basis. I feel like we're in a bit of a plateau phase right now. This time is always scary because, you know, you're sitting on your hands and you just get itchy. I don't know about you guys, but I get really itchy. Hungry. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> this big excitement phase and then you're like, i got to do something, i got to do something, i got to degen it, i got to get on there. What can I flip? What can I do? This is probably the time to consolidate and learn. Bitcoin at the moment sitting at... 43,000 guys, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, well, what happened in uh, Canada, which we are talking about just the other day when that was announced, uh, I'm sure everyone knows what's going on, but Bitcoin rising by, was it 2,000? Yeah, in no time, he had just jumped jumped from um, from a, a bottom and he had come up about $2,000 and because they had a speech in Canada about what they were, they brought out emergency, Emergencies Act and they could freeze your bank account and as mm. we know bitcoin's a kryptonite to these government governments 100%. And mm. yeah so bitcoin really just started pumping after that and you know this is what we really really like about how bitcoin is and the decentralization aspect of it as well where governments really do struggle to you know try to stop it or that the worst they can do is regulate it, but I mean we do need regulation. Uh, I think regulations. Yeah, involved. we know we know why. Well, a lot of people put a lot, a lot of their savings into this, you know, and they'll they'll be burnt and they'll never come back to the crypto. Yeah, because you get the sad thing you know? about it, right? This yeah. is what ruins it. They're never going to come back. They got burnt. The only time they come back is when a mass adoption uh, hits, and that's, I feel sorry for that. I think, it's, I think yeah, the issue yeah. is as well. People don't realize that are very new into this market. People have a lot of money. Mm. A lot of money where, you know, you don't realise, like, I remember first seeing a thousand... What do you mean, e- like? Like, in regards to holding Ethereum. So, when oh, you have so they people have that a lot are, of ETH. Yes, when you have yeah. these whales that can exactly. actually manipulate, yeah. you don't realise that you're part of that manipulation right mm. now. That 50 ETH could have cost them, you know, like 100 ETH today, like the board Ape. What are they going for? Is it 250K? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're at 100, 100 90, Yeah, 90, say 100, yeah. yeah. I think they, they fell they back float. under. Yeah, yeah, so that that ETH that that person has three, four years ago is worth a lot less or he bought it for yeah. a lot less. So this is what you still have to understand, you know. So so back to the squiggles mania. So these guys get done partying before the release and the Twitter police. As where we where are they from? Them. America, LA. LA. I'm pretty sure LA. Um, once they were caught partying they're basically they were in a rolls royce together and images were coming up on social media and they were picked out saying well why are the four of these together in this car someone's released a 60 page dossier and um, that's a lot of effort a lot, a lot of, work, of yeah. effort and and people do that good on them <laughs> yeah good on well, them. well it saved a lot of people in the market but at yeah. the same time what's crazy and it just goes to show how much money sort of comes in and you know people's naivety towards this after the 60-page dossier came out, after a lot of the influencers and the true influencers in our markets, yeah. we know who we're talking about, were saying this is a rug There were warnings. There Everyone were warnings. got told, stay yeah. the hell away. They minted in 30 minutes $7 million worth 
uh, of Ethereum within 30 minutes. Now, a few people went a bit deeper and started looking into the transactions and realized that, and this is where the first level started of investigation, realized that all the transactions were from brand new wallets that had never held an NFT before. And this was their first NFT. As oh, they looked geez. deeper, wow. there was one master wallet in a sense that had all, was creating all these other wallets, were minting three NFTs at a time and then selling them on OpenSea for the crazy thing under cost of the mint price. Now, a lot of people says, well, obviously that's you're losing money in that situation. No, obviously that's smart because what do you do? You bargain. This is cheaper than mint. Why would I mint out? You not only bargain, you create hype and volume. Yeah. All of a sudden people, and I remember listening it's to a guy. It's all about volume. If there's no volume, nobody's interested. You know, so nobody even looks, there's no money to be made. So no volume, don't even go there. I remember mm. listening to a guy, he's how he bought a few bored apes at the time. And he said he was sitting on OpenSea and he was monitoring the activity and he just kept seeing buy, 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 buy. And he just, as a, uh, an indicator for him, he went and bought and, you know, best purchase of his life. So certain people might just sit and watch that volume and jump in. You know, like you said, it's below mint price. It's looking tasty. Now, they've managed to figure out, I think, that they've probably made about $3 million dollars. And it actually gets even worse because after they made these $3 million, they started to actively look for the people that had fudded their project and were sending death threats to them. Yeah, it was really, really bad. Um, a lot of people were quite scared. They were saying they were going to put articles out about their families. That's um, next level. It's really next level. Like I said, one of these guys was in high school, and uh, they've, but they've made a lot of money just based – and if that's your entry into this market, I'd be a bit – tarnished from it i mean i'd be i'd be singing bad things about mm. nfts to everyone because i'd be like well look what happened to me so i think that was the biggest uh rug pull this week that sort of happened in the nft land i mean this is the biggest reason for our podcast right this is what brought us into it aside from sharing all the knowledge it's you don't want people being turned away from this or turned off of it just because of these experiences so this is why we brought this out to try and educate everyone out there and really give them this heads up hey guys there are people out there they do this on the regular they're very set up in their approach and how they do it so you always have to be aware of what's going on and and shaheen was saying and they did seven of these so it's not like they did the first one or two and people cottoned on they, they're up to number seven and this one just it's made crazy. three million dollars and that's why we say always say dox your team to the mm. best of your ability yeah find out what they've done before projects all this information is out there it's just lost in the ether somewhere it just takes a bit more time mm. and effort because this market it's crazy like i remember minting an nft called dopey ducklings and it was <laughs> you always talk about <laughs> dopey, dopey Duck. ducklings this and it was that very right. similar what you're noticing at the moment in regards to roadmap level of utility and you get a coin yeah. every day and hey we're going to breed and pretty much copying the whole kong cyber kong's uh roadmap and i remember minting um it was at 0.05 eth and I had them for a few months and it was a parrot rug pull. It had even been said. A couple of people did threads on Twitter about it. And I just remember sitting there one afternoon. I said, you know what? I bought it for 0.05. Gas wasn't too bad at the time, $30 or so. So I'm going to put one up for 0.01. You always have this thing when you have a few NFTs, you know, you want to keep that one for the just in case moonshot, you know. Yeah. Anyways, I was sitting there and um, it was about two o'clock Saturday afternoon and I noticed a bit of um, bit of momentum on Twitter. People talking about dopey ducklings. I'm like, wow, what sparked this up again? Like, what's going on here? 
someone swept the floor and my one at 0.1 sold. So straight away, as soon as it sold, I knew what was going on because I was informed. I knew that this is just someone's just shilling something to move what they have, but I'm going to capitalize on this wave. So straight away, I put the next one up at 0.1, sold immediately. They're worth 0.01 at the moment, and they're never coming back. So I had to do what's best by my strategy. I had to stick to my strategy, but it goes to show like, you know, for example, and Ronnie would remember uh, to just go off topic a little bit, sushi swap being a rug and then a community coming in to save it. I mean, at times communities do come through mm. and go, save he, a project. He go back the money actually. He stole, oh, I can't remember how much it was, but it was a large amount. It was over 10 million. Just give him a quick rundown on the sushi swap, uni swap. Well, sushi swap is, um, it's just a fork of uni swap. But the thing with sushi swap is it's on so many it's on the most chains out of the lot out of all the dexes sushi, sushi swap is by far the most um it goes through all the chains but in terms of um su- supplying liquidity it's not really your yields aren't that good mm. so it's like a community driven dex because the original founder he got massive on twitter very very huge following i'm trying to it was something chef i can't remember his name but yeah, he ended up, they called it a soft rug and he he ran off with the funds. And then, um, yeah, they tracked him down. The crypto community tracked him down and then he agreed to, to pay the money back, you know? And, wow. yeah, and Sushi it's, Swap's it's here today. Funny, just to, just to give our listeners a little bit more just on a soft rug. So if we do mention a soft rug, it is a rug pool, but it happens very over slowly time, and time, over yeah. time. Could Pancake Swap be a soft, soft rug? I don't know, but that token's plummeted. Do What's you, it at now? $8. $8. What, yeah. what was it? It's all-time high. Uh, 41. No, 41. Was it 41? I think it hit over 40. I remember stacking bags at $25 and just seeing it go down, go down, and go back to one of the drops that I just did on uh, farming. Yeah. a drop on farming that talks about all that yep. type of stuff, native tokens, worth a listen. But do you remember the fiasco of Little Baby Ape Club? Yeah. That was... <laughs> we got into this sign. We all got into this. Yeah, yeah we thought it was going to hit. We all got into Little Baby Ape Club. Could you blame us at the time? And the thing about that, uh, for those who don't know Little Baby Ape Club, what it was, it was it was basically an offshoot of Board Ape Your Club. I don't say offshoot as in it was co-signed off, but what it was, it was this developer, this artist, and they were Board Ape Yacht Club. They were the apes, but just baby virgins. Mm. And so, like a companion. They were pretty yeah. cute. I still, like mine. I still love mine. I love mine. I still got him. Oh, okay, he's it? there. How like much? 0.3. <laughs> 0.3. Ask me for a bit, mate. Yeah, I'm cocky. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> like this is one of the things, and, and we'll talk about this, we'll get into this later on with the controversial NFTs and the ones that you keep. I reckon at some point someone will want this because it's such a controversial NFT. So what happened was this one came out and it launched and and heaps of uh, Bored Ape members bought them because they matched their existing ape. So there was this big hype about it, and they mooned. They shot up real quick. And then a day or two later, it comes out that this artwork and this whole project was stolen, and the guy who dropped it was working with this other artist who actually made it, and he quickly got it out to launch. And then there was the Little Baby Ape Club official, and everyone was in limbo, like which one is which, what's going on. What's and then, the real one? Because yeah, and OpenSea held it up for two, three days. You couldn't trade. They stopped trading on our one, the the, 
the dodgy one, we'll call it. Because from memory, yeah, the original guy, a person that did Little the Baby Ape Club, who had it stolen from him, had up, done a rug pull before. Yeah, and so he ended up launching, he ended up getting a lot of community behind him, starting yeah. a new Discord, starting everything, and launching well, the Well, he stayed on OpenSea. Yeah, his one stayed. The one that we were in, the controversial one, which we thought was the first one, that got taken off OpenSea. Right, that uh, you can't trade that one anymore. So we still have that one. You know, I felt really bad. Where can for you buy it then? It's uh, rareables, rareables like it that. Basically, no, anywhere that is an open or look. Seas. Correct. Look. Yeah. What it could be on looks? Can we just yeah. quickly talk about looks? Yeah. Are they saying? Did Are we you talking about the token, the airdrops, or no, no, no? The amount of money that they made and they oh. cashed out. Yes, they made a hundred million, but they have you gave heard about this. No, no, Look, no. They cashed out a hundred million, but don't forget they gave the community back thirty to forty million worth yeah. of wrapped ETH rewards. And there's another one that's come out now, X two X two Y two. I saw that everyone's getting coming. drops about it, but yeah. they limit the airdrop. It's no, they've thousand. they've closed it now for the next thirty two hours for some reason. I think they had problems with the contract or something like that. I personally believe the OpenSea has a monopoly. Mm. OpenSea carries way too much centralization in the fact that they could be your be or or end all. Like if you didn't have anyone else but OpenSea, no one really uses Rareables. And shame on Rareables to a certain extent because you could have taken on OpenSea. You could have done a lot more. Shame, shame, <laughs> shame. But, but OpenSea, the problem with them, forget about their issues and when they break down, they've got a good, very, very good product. Oh, 100%. Mm. But the amount of money they're making, 2.5% tax on every single sale. That's, yeah, that's crazy. 2.5%. And then look, it just goes to show how much we are, the market's desperate for a marketplace. You know, the crypto community, the NFT community is desperate mm. for a decent marketplace because look at the demand. The amount of money, the looks um, people made off, off that token was, it's unbelievable. Oh, I it's think everyone's amazing. really sick of OpenSea, right? You see everything on Twitter and everyone's like, does that break down? All it's the time? there. Well, it's, look at like something yeah. like the Little Baby Ape Club. I mean, they had the power to say, in a sense, you're they the killed real that project. You're the real one, yeah. and you're not, mind you. Then another one popped up, which was the Little Baby Ape Club official. Yeah, and I actually felt really sorry for these guys because the community really had conviction, and when mm. they were taken off OpenSea because they were also delisted. Uh, I just remember reading tweets. We're coming back, guys. It's rough well, being in one of those communities. You know, it's hard. And like, let's say it's you're like working. like being a Ripple holder. Well, yeah. even yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Cardano put, holder. You've you got to put so much time and <laughs> effort into that community, you know, to understand it, be part of it and actually feel attached to it. And then all of a sudden, it's just not going on. It's gone. And you're sitting there <laughs> and the ship's improving. sinking. You're like, do we get off now? No, nah, we'll stay. But even Nothing. if like you worked <laughs> for, a, you know, uh, average wage in America, this was your first NFT and you came in at like, you know, you bought it on a secondary market even and you didn't get a chance to mint. So you bought it 0.2. The heartache is just devastating. And now, oh, yeah. you know, we hold on to these and like we've said before uh, with your bags, it depends on, you know, your liquidity and things like that. For us, you know, we have a few NFTs. It's something I'm just going to hold. Yes, I yeah. put one up for sale at 0.3 because if it sells, it sells, whatever. But it could come back later on. It could not. We can afford to mitigate and manage that risk. Other yeah. people might not be able to. That's why they say. That's why they say you should also um, really love the NFT that you buy. 
because mm. sometimes you won't be able to sell it. Yeah, don't, don't just think it. it's going to be the That's million dollar oh, NFT yeah. thing. Look, yeah. my little baby ape with his war helmet. I don't know, man. I'm I kind of one. attached to the little yeah. guy. Like he's he's there. He's put on yeah. your smartwatch. But I feel yeah. we're starting to see. <laughs> I feel we're starting to see the end of the whole derivative thing. You reckon? It was getting to a point where it's like too much. It's, it's too, too much. much. Yeah, Ten a day. It was a derivative of a derivative. So I bought into little baby cool cats. Mm. I bought in because the dev claimed that they had, they're not a derivative because we have sign off from Cool Cats. So I'm like, excellent. If you're endorsed by Cool Cats and it's a little baby Cool Cats, this is going to be a good one. Well, that caused a fiasco because yeah. they never got signed off from Cool Cats. What they experience did he have? Just to ask you a question, when you were doing your due diligence, what experience did the dev have? The dev and this is yeah this this is a while back so uh, we were rookies coming into this NFT space it's look, a new space we don't uh, even my know. buying so like my trigger then. to buy back <laughs> then was reading that you were endorsed by yeah yeah the cool cats <laughs> that was your strategy and you know but the thing was there were conversations he actually did have that sort of led to because everything came out because what had happened was all the OG cool cat holders jumped up going what's going on here we're not for this. And it, conversations were actually screenshotted and came out saying, no, you, you can clearly see. Then they went into like, you got, so you could clearly see that, you know, you were going to give us authorization. Then it went to mitigation. From mitigation and an issue with NFTs, like when something comes out and, and hits, if you have FUD, which can be good because FUD can equal moon in certain instances, but if yeah, you lose the game. hype, and you're going to NFT court and mitigation. We're losing our luster here. And it's very hard yeah. to start coming back. Yeah. Your launch is your launch. Like you need to... Pixel Doodle Kongs should have done marketing. I got into Pixel Doodle right, Kongs. Let's not talk about that one because I just looked it up and that's, what is it, 0 0.01 now? 0 0.001? Well, their roadmap, their... <laughs> yeah, so you, what they did something different, but... They could have been liked. good. It could have been amazing. Their roadmap was an initial minting roadmap. Yeah. So what they did was that at the first 20% of mint, give away a baby Kong, which they did. When they hit 40%, it was a doodle. Then at 60%, a baby. Then, then at 80%, doodle, then so Kong. on and so yeah. forth. But they decided to go for a stealth launch. Now, something like that should have been promoted yeah. big time. And even if they did this stealth launch, right, after the first couple of days... Promote it on Twitter. Do something. Like I'm in that Discord and I even said to the guys, like, guys, okay, cool. You did your stealth launch. Let's promote it. Let's get people out there. I still don't think they've minted out. None of the NFTs no. I've got ever revealed. There's nothing. It's gone. I don't I, even I, know if the project's dead in the water. I think the, the worst way, you need organic growth in the NFT market, you know, mm. and the worst way is what you just explained about their roadmap. You know, I'll give you a baby Kong if, you have, if the, I get to 20% of my mints. And then I'll give you another baby Kong. Mm. You know what I mean? So then you think about it, mate, it could just be somebody that they bought 30, 30 baby Kongs at a cheap price. And we'll lure this in, but I'm making money off the mint. You know, so that's where you got to really, really know who the But if who it's the still nine eighth worth of value, like that kid did get yeah. his Kong. But how much money did he make? He did. How much? Uh -huh. did he? It was 15 or something. He sorry, was 15 sorry, years old. Comment. So this, was he Italian? I think this, so. This, yeah, this kid, they, the one they gave yeah. it to. All right. Yeah, should go what they did with the project and everything. But to be fair, this this 15-year-old kid ended up with this mad baby Kong. And also, just yeah. to touch back, so just to give people a bit more background information, 
we are part of Illiquid Capital, and this was something that Illiquid Capital was promoting as well. This was the one in this had all the works out. to be something great. Like it, there were a lot of people watching this, mm. and this is where marketing and Look. hype they didn't develop it, and they shot themselves in the foot. And it's I don't think they'll ever get this one I, back. I, no. I, d- I didn't personally look at it, so I don't even know what it looks like. So I'm just talking like just generally speaking when you see yeah. nfts and, and you're you're looking to invest in one looking at their the road not the roadmap where their experience with you know if mm. they've created another nft or or whatnot i think it's really really important because there's so many promises in the nft market that they never ever reach you know in the roadmap they promise so many things and they they don't get there so many of them do it yeah. but what did bored apes do so different they everything they promise not only did they deliver they, they went and did more they See, killed it they killed it this is the other thing right now it's there are just so many things coming out there's so much hype around nfts everyone's buying whatever's out there a lot everyone's of noise. making stuff i reckon we need to wait a year for this market to really settle and that's a year from now we still need a year for this to settle Wow. wow, did you yeah. hear that thunder? That is insane. I reckon That's it's going to hail. The, the sky looked green when it was coming in. Did it look green? Yeah, it had a, like a green haze uh, look to yeah. it and the clouds were coming. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Very <laughs> powerful. What's that it car moved you? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. Listen out for hail. Yeah, well. So what were we saying? Um, oh, yeah, we need a year for NFTs to settle, right? And I reckon it's just because... Yeah, but you get priced so out then. That's a problem. That's no, why you have no, to no. Your blue early. chips and your proper NFTs will rise to the top, and you see it now. There are all these projects that are coming out. Where, where's Hape Prime? Where's uh, Hape they're listed Bears? On, they're going to be listed on Coinbase NFT. And you know what's a good strategy? Just go into anything that's going to be listed on Coinbase NFT, but has obviously good, fu- yeah. good fundamentals. Mm. But that's another thing. Once that, see, we need a marketplace. You know, we we're talking about it earlier. We need a marketplace, and you know, you can see where, you know, the people from Looks making so much money. Oh, and I think Looks is here to stay. I don't see them. They're doing it right. Yeah, they're very, very good. They're doing um, really well. This fund right will up. go. Yeah, and I really think they'll stay. And I think you'll start to see more competitors. And I'm keen to yeah, see. But this is when Coinbase comes in. That's what I'm talking about. Coinbase. You know, the money's in America. Mm. This is an on ramp to to crypto is going to be coinbase one of the biggest ones and when they come out with their marketplace and mind you they got like they do the most binance does the most volume but they have i think um more more actual um more transactions no not more transactions majority of people from the u.s use coinbase they don't use binance binance is you know it's not too prominent in the u.s so once Coinbase comes in with their NFT market and they're going to have a nice, clean product, yeah, you know, we can, that's our NFT boron, honestly. Oh, it's going to be huge. Honestly. It's just more adoption. It's more people having access to well, buying I hope NFTs. It happens. But you, you know, know uh, yeah. we all know exactly how this goes. Mm. You'll see that those, as they learn, they will be going into the open seas yeah. and the looks rare. Yeah, but see, looks rare is a completely different product to Coinbase NFT. Coinbase NFT is a centralized marketplace well that's what it's going to be and you know um looks is going for a decentralized um, marketplace so they're completely different you know and a lot of people they want centralization you know what i mean not everyone mm. wants to be decentralized they no, want to just be able okay. out there. no they just want to be able to go to coinbase mm. look i'll go to coinbase it's simple it's easy it's clean i'm insured 
And thank you very much. Well, and spe- I think we'll speaking bring of insurance, of right? I want to yeah. know. So this big fiasco with OpenSea and why everyone hates it is because when you list there, it doesn't close off the other contract sales on any of the other platforms. So have they fixed this on Looks, or is Coinbase going to fix this? I'm not too sure about that, but the biggest concern that I hear from everyone, or the biggest complaint, is OpenSea's tax, yeah. two point five percent. And that's fine. You know, you built your product, I think, from 2017, and they've done a really, really good job. But invest back into your yeah. product. You know, they don't Mix have it. enough people. Like, well, they look, just for didn't example, need the to, blue ticks. They didn't no. have the competition. Yeah. Now they have they to. Right. Needed to. Now like, they have to step up They the can't right. find themselves being the Nokia in this situation right yeah. now. They'll fall if behind. If Looks is going to be the Apple and Coinbase yeah. is going to be the Tesla, they can't fall behind. Um, There's too many big names in the crypto space but, anyways that – don't like um, OpenSea and for, for very good reasons, you know. But they yeah. will close that exploit. They will sort that problem out. OpenSea? Yes. Yeah. They will end up getting sorted. So I don't think it will. The thing is people need to remember, like, how many people have known about this yet still have done it on the basis of saving 30000 mm. If you minted your board ape or you bought it at 0.08 ETH and you're selling it for 100 ETH, Pay your tax, man. Yeah, oh, 100%. For the sake of having the security of not yes, losing I it. Agree. So shame on you if you've been doing that, knowing that two weeks ago, and it was all over Twitter, yeah. we all knew that this was going on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm sure like they have to fix that if they want to prosper. They've got to do something about it. Obviously, they don't know what to do because it's happened and they haven't fixed it. Yeah. But Coinbase is going to be huge. I think Coinbase will be huge. It, I it, think so too. It's going yeah. to bring in volume. It'll bring in new money, a lot of yes. new money. Did you see what they did with uh, Deadfellas NFT? Remember we were talking about this. I was talking to you about it two months ago. I was like, we've got to buy these NFTs. And Shaheen was like, why? Okay, don't know much about the NFT. All I know is it's going to be on the banner on the Coinbase website. Mm-hmm. And I just knew from that, I think now it's trading at over 3 ETH. Yeah, uh, Deadfellas is yeah. actually a pretty interesting yeah. NFT. See, this is the thing. I didn't know much about it. I didn't yeah. research it. All I needed to know was this was on the banner on what was going to be or what is purported to be the biggest platform coming to us. That was enough for me. Yeah. Dead, Dead Fellas wants to decentralize Hollywood. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, the founder of, I'm trying to remember her name. The founder is, she's very prominent in the crypto space. She's got a big voice. Rug Radio. I was listening to one of his Twitter spaces, Farouk. Yeah. Shout out. And he um, he had oh what's her name? It was on there with her on Twitter Spaces, and she's a she's a very big. Aren't they husband and wife? I'm not the sure. Creators? I'm not sure. Yeah, but yeah, the whole whole I'm I'm not too sure. The whole idea behind Deadfellas is they want to decentralize Hollywood. Like now you have, um, for example, you know the people going through Hollywood, and it's not really. It's broken down. Hollywood's not mm. working anymore, just like the music industry and people taking cuts and too much cuts and the real actor, actress or artist, you know, they're not really getting paid what they should. And, you know, that using leveraging NFT technology, Deadfellas, they want to pretty much decentralize Hollywood. See, isn't this crazy? This is like before at the start of this podcast, you were talking about Canada and people waking up and seeing, well, if they're going to threaten us with these banks and what they're going to do with our money, we're going to go into this decentralized exchange. And now you're talking about it's even going after Hollywood and into Bitcoin. Yeah. And we're now talking about going into Bitcoin in Canada. Now you're talking about Hollywood. You're talking about taking on what is it? The probably the the biggest aside from Bollywood, which is dead. It's dead. Let's be real. Netflix killed it. Netflix killed it. Netflix killed Hollywood. 
So yeah. we're looking at, you know, we're looking at the, the Netflix of the currency world. Yeah, but right see, here. the problem with Netflix is now everybody just watches Netflix. Yeah. So whatever they want to put there, they can hip, hypnotize you with their yeah. movies, you know what I mean? And you're, that's, that's centralizing Hollywood. So this is what Deadfellas is trying to do, decentralize it. Um, and it'll be pretty interesting. I hope they succeed. In I doing think that. there's a lot of I mean, cool projects on the horizon that, that you know, will succeed. It's funny. We've been doing this for a little while, and we made a joke uh, in the previous episodes that whilst people were minting bored apes, we were minting the <laughs> we were minting oh, crap. Logics <laughs> and ape punks. Ape punks. And what's your worst? Yeah. What's your worst? NFT you feel so far. Do we have to do this? Okay. I think we do. Do we have to go? It could yes. save we, a soul. We, we, yeah. we're okay, we're opening up old wounds here. Okay, right. uh, Luca P. First. Yeah, Luca yeah. yeah. The one that really, really, really hurts is Ape Punks because it was uh, my strategy. Now, everyone, whether you like it or not, you, you go for a strategy. You know, you don't just pick whatever NFT you see. Sometimes I think I just did that when I first started off. But, anyways, Ape Punks. I, you know, the, it was all the the apes going off, you know, and all all the all the apes were mooning. So I said, you know what, I just buy an ape. So I bought this one, ape punks, and didn't do much research. And then yeah, it disappeared on Twitter. They fully rugged it. The money went to zero. Discord closed up. So isn't it disheartening when oh, it just disappears? It's off so Twitter? bad. But see, that that was my first rug. That's why it hurt. But. The second one was it, look. This wasn't a rug. It's just, it's just hard seeing my my NFT decline in value, mate. And <laughs> it's slowly it's watching hilarious. this project die. It's hilarious because well, I, I, yeah. I thought it'll I'll come buy. good. It'll come good. Just you, you pray. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. And my strategy for this one was okay. Let's let me try capture the first. So, like, the NFT market has all these little niches, you know, mm. like artwork and PFPs and stuff like that. So, I thought, you know, this is the first artificial intelligence NFT. Mm. So, I said, you know what? I'll buy this. So, I ended up, I think I minted like six or something. No. Yeah, and it's, it, the thing is, this is why I say you should really, really um, like or really, really love the NFT when you purchase it because now I have AI and it's just this computer voice talking to me, talking some <laughs> bullshit. And it just reminds me every time I click onto it, and it's a 30-second clip of a robot talking to me. So that's my <laughs> – yeah. So that's, that's – yeah, that's my, my worst one. Well, I think my worst one and disgusting degen play was minting Pootopia. Yeah, you look. You talk about this every <laughs> now and then. I've never really asked, but I, I see his face when he mentions tell it. Me. I'd like to read you just the first paragraph oh, of Pootopia's we uh, website. Pootopia is designed atop a porcelain throne. <laughs> Stake your poop and see it evolve. Each time it evolves, you will earn a multiple of flush, which is the token. The more evolved your poop, the greater the multiple yield of your flush earned. Once unstaked, your flush has a 10% chance of being flushed and burnt along with your poop. That's this hilarious. This a DJ played about 1 o'clock in the morning. I saw a Twitter post saying Pootopia minting now and I was yeah. like, Pootopia, it's stupid enough to work. You were chasing, mate. Yeah, I was chasing like a junkie. Yeah, and you know what you think? There's so many other projects coming out at that time and you're like, you know, at the same time, like this one looks pretty good, but you don't know that day there could have been 30 projects that come out that are just as shit and, you know, you think 
for some reason you get emotional. You think that's the one and I'm going to buy it and let's go. This should do it. And you try to moon it. And the worst thing you can do is chase and listen to influencers. Like, and just not doing any it's, research. And no research. I'm just, just like, this is off. This was a gambling thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's a bit of fun because sometimes they do. Like, uh, what's the dick butts one? Oh, we were butts. talking about this downstairs. Yeah, crypto dick butts. Crypto dick butts. Okay. But I'm pretty sure, look, I haven't checked them out, but I remember reading something about the utility. I think they have something. There's decent. something and there's going to be a coin and but, all that. But then again, you, you make a coin, is it really yeah. going to go anywhere? Or, or even the cute PFPs. For example, is it lemons? Lemonheads? Lemon they did well. Yeah, they did they well. They did really well. But all these cute ones, they get priced up as well. Like they speculate on them. They've got no utility. They're just cute PFPs. And yeah, so... There's I think lemons, you're getting a 3D Vox now. Oh, are they? I'm pretty sure. Everyone's going down the same road path. But yeah, my poo that was minting at 0.05 is sitting now at a 0.003 floor. And I've got a lot of <laughs> things I would classify Big as volume. Plutopia oh, in my... Oh, man, I can top you on that one. Big volume. If we're talking about low floors. Yeah. <laughs> What's, uh, what was your worst? Uh, so I got, a, I got ones that hurt like uh, Luca because it just died and i've got rugs and the rug that always stands out to me is um monkey society the reason this one burnt me is because they had a huge discord they had everything there and to get whitelist i had to get to level 13 on discord <laughs> so for those who don't know you get about 130 150 points for every minute that you type okay to get to level 13, it was something ridiculous. Like it took me a good six, seven hours of just solid every minute grinding. So I spaced this out over two days, was hyped for this project and everyone else was hyped. We minted them, whitelist minted, public, next day, gone. And everyone looked onto this Discord. I remember logging in and it was just, it was disarray, it was shambles. Everyone's fighting. Everyone's trying to figure out where they were. Long story short, we doxed who they were, figured out that they'd completely left, shut everything down and we're just left basically holding these useless NFTs. So that one hurt because that was an out and out rug pull. The other one that I, I got into was um, Party Dog Social Club. And I thought this one was pretty cool, right? Because it was... These are hilarious. Eh? <laughs> Even They're the hilarious. names. Looking back now with the names, you think, why was I such an idiot? And you tell your kids when they're growing yeah, up, look the, at the NFTs that you they're bought. They're still there. I'll show you guys. What when it's mass like. adopted and they got NFTs everywhere and their games and everything. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, like, it's going to be hilarious. So what was your first NFT? <laughs> and and you'll, you'll, tell them <laughs> you'll tell them what it is and they'll go verify on blockchain. Yeah, man. So this one, right... Uh, I kind of like the idea. It was they had this whole metaverse back when everyone's talking about metaverse, and we're talking very early stages, right? And your your avatar was a dog, and it was a dog that would stand up, and they'd be wearing coats and have mohawks. See here, you are. I'll show you what it looks like. Oh yeah, All right. And so they did one of um, Tupac. Well, they did one of that's, that's um, pretty Snoop Dogg. They didn't even do the coloring. Yeah. So, and then what happened was they didn't even mint out, and then kind of the devs that were on there just kind of they left they got sick of their own project and then a couple of guys that were in there stayed true to the cause and tried to build it back up and devoted their life to it and everything oh. and and what happened was it stopped trading on OpenSea, so they halted all the trading themselves it wasn't OpenSea deregistered or anything like that and so i'm stuck holding six of these weird ass looking great dane things and sorry to the guys out there who developed it if you're listening but man Come back, fix your project. What am I going to do with these? Look, the good thing about the NFT market is at least it teaches you markets. 
Yeah. You know, for someone new coming in, it teaches you the market real, real quick. Yeah. So in a way, it's short-term pain, but long-term gain. Yeah, there's still, man, like we keep them there as lessons, right? We look at them and, and they're still there. And then you got now. It just tells a story. It's a <laughs> reminder. You know, this is a part of growing and you, you know, not every NFT is going to hit. You know, like I remember when I did buy my mutant, you know, that was a large investment, and, yeah. but I knew that investment would pay off, so I was willing to put that large investment. Okay. When you're playing around with minting and stuff, there is a possibility that the project might rug, it might die, mm. but, it, you know. You know what? In a, in a sense, I will say this. Thank God we got stung back then because minting prices back then, I don't know if you guys remember, but I was minting these at 0.08 or 0.05. You're looking at projects, some of these that are coming out now that we're talking about, some of these guys are setting mint prices of 0.5 and then there are other projects. I won't mention them because they're still out there in the last couple of weeks. They're talking about minting at 8 ETH and oh, 5 ETH crazy. and you just think, yeah. It's going to turn people off. Yeah. So this Stupidity. is people going to get burnt. should ever be more expensive than the mutant mint and that yeah. mint was 3 ETH. So for people that know the Board Ape Yacht Club and don't really know how the mutants and all that evolved pretty much quickly, uh, there were 10,000 Board Apes Every ape got a mutant serum, which was spread between an M1, M2, M3. But we have a collection of 20,000 apes. 10,000 apes were also created, mutant apes were also created for minting. And that was at 3 ETH. So don't think a mint should ever be more expensive than that. Yeah, to be honest, ridiculous. I'm not interested in a mint at 0.5. Because look at what just happened. I think it was Pixelmon that yeah. minted at 3 ETH and immediately the floor was dropped down to 1 ETH. How much money did they make? I'm not too sure, but I remember there was you know a was lot of big names calling him out on 72 Twitter. Seventy-two million, was it? I think it was seventy-two million. Though, really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Nate Rivers was talking about it. Jeez. Yeah, they made an absolute killing, you know. And look, this is why you have OpenSea. Um, going back to OpenSea, you need if you're going to have decentralization, you you have to know what that that nft project is is about or you have to know is it why am i investing in this you know you can't just come in and this is a decentralized aspect of it where what do we do we let the market decide and i think that is the best way but you also need a centralized way where you can contact someone like OpenSea. so you need and they some sort it. of governance not a whole lot but you i think need there's going like, to be two worlds i honestly think yeah. there's going to be centralized world for people that they want to play in the safe pen safe ban and yeah. you know someone that can complain to or the decentralized world where so there's this the kiddie pool and the adult pool exactly you yeah. invested in this right you should have done your due diligence DYOR do your own research exactly and this is what you price it in and whatever mm-hmm. you got rugged or or whatnot but still you it, it also makes you smarter like I was saying earlier makes you smarter and more aware of what markets can do you know once you start to work that out yeah, you, you really – I think staying in the decentralized side of it will be a way for people to, you know, get smart and wise about the market. Honestly, that's what I honestly think. Yeah. But the centralized world, yeah, you're going to have people that want to complain I, to someone. I think a lot of people out there have to accept, and I'm just going to tell you from now, you're going to get burnt on something. You will. You're not going to go through this journey without something oh, yeah, happening. you've got to learn. You've got to, you've got to accept that and understand it, like – Again, the aim of this podcast and why we do this is to try and mitigate this risk for you as much as possible. But we're sitting here telling you with everything that we know and our lo- our knowledge, we're getting burnt 
as well. Like at Pixel Doodle Kongs was for us what There's like no three weeks ago. Yeah, 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 three weeks ago and we're sitting there and like it still happens. In all fairness, that one we thought should have gone somewhere and that's probably maybe marketing and devs letting it yeah. down. But but it builds that foundation of your learning. Yeah. Like now, you know, we did, don't get caught in... We of them. Well, exactly. <laughs> I feel sorry for those that did. Um, don't get caught up in the luster of, you know, this is going to bring me in X amount of ETH. Define yeah. your game plan. We talked about this before in the previous podcast on are you a flipper? Are you a holder? Personally, I'm attached to my mutant ape and I don't see myself selling that for a long time. Yeah. That could have been moved when the floor hit at 27 ETH, but I have too much conviction in this project and I'm excited for what the future will bring for the project. Sell at 50 ETH? Uh, maybe 100. <laughs> there we <laughs> you go. Know, maybe 100. I mean, I've seen board apes sell for 800 ETH and... You Dude, know. wait, how much did that, that uh, large serum tank sell for? I think it, not, it was the M3 or something, the big one. The Wasn't it 8,000 ETH or something? No, the Mega Mutant Serum, uh, the yes. last one was bought by the co-founder of Ethereum. Explain what the serum is. So the serums, there's three types of serums with the mutant apes, and the serum was a mutation. Yeah. So you had a companion ape. Builds more into the roadmap when you really look at the roadmap of the game and fighting. But at the moment, you know, what they did was they did three types of serums. An M1, which is what I have, which is quite clean. Or you have snot faces. But the M1 was given to roughly about, I think it was about 60 to 70% of holders received an M1. Uh, maybe a bit more. Then there was an M2. A current floor at the moment on mutants is 20 ETH and that's for pretty much the M1s. When you're stepping up into the M2s, there was only, let's say, about 30% or 35% received M2s. So there's a lower supply. So naturally the floor on that's quite higher. So there's tiers to your mutants. And then you have the mega mutants. And I'm pretty sure there was only about maybe, let's just say 30 or, you know, at the moment, not even, no, we've got about nine mega mutants. There's a couple, three serums left. So, I think there was only 12 Mega Mutant Serums. Getting that was equivalent to a lottery ticket. Wow. So we had one sell at 1,200. I remember someone, it, I think now it's over 2,000 ETH to buy one, but I remember someone had bought it for, bought one for like 1,200 and three days later flipped it for like 1,600. So he made a cool 400 ETH oh in, in three God. days. So the last person to mutate a Mega Mutant was the co-founder of Ethereum. Uh, that was a really big launch and a massive launch party it was all over Twitter. Everyone was watching it. I was a bit deflated by that mutant because the last ones were like really, really cool. This one was a little bit different, but there is a mega reveal coming up and that's on the 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. And that will be live everywhere. And I suggest like, this is sort of history moments. Watch it live. Cause it's, it's a lot of fun. The, the live party is a lot. It is a lot of fun. Let but me guess it's at 2.22 in the afternoon. Most likely, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so they really changed. They didn't really change the game, eh? They changed days. the game. They well, let's not forget. Not only were you given a mutant. Now, let's say hypothetically you've been holding since day one, and let's just say you've got one board ape. Well, we know you've got a current floor on that of roughly a hundred ETH. Yeah. Let's say you've held your mutant, and for the sake of this argument, it's an M one. So you've got another twenty ETH floor sitting there. You were also given a board ape, uh, a board dog. The kennel, uh, club. kennel Club. So they're sitting at roughly of a floor of about 10 ETH. And we have feelings that there'll be another companion drop soon for the mutants. And I'm hoping it's the crocodile because 
in that roadmap, you do clearly see a bored ape sitting there at the dock. His companion, the kennel, the kennel, the dog is next to him, and there is a crocodile floating just underneath him in the water. So they've got massive plans now. You notice as well with is it Clonex with the drop they just got that box yeah. that Nike box. I mean, holding a few of those and getting a drop and the wizard Soho actually said I think it's five now. Is it five? Well, yeah, he go. actually they said revealed it. Yeah, you know that. They've just dropped generational wealth because people that are holding multiples of these might have gotten, well, if you had 10 of them and they're at 5 ETH, that's a 50 ETH value airdrop. It's unbelievable. So conviction in a project, staying in a project, yes, you get burnt, like we said, you know, we're talking about war stories and, you know, whether it's your squiggles or dopey ducklings, it's all a part of this market and you really, really learn a lot. I mean, one of the first things I learned in business was whenever a mistake cost me or had a monetary value to that mistake and I lost money, that's where I really learned because you don't mm. want to continue losing money. So these mistakes are, I think they're integral in your journey. You're not going to escape those. But looking at a bored ape scenario, like for example, uh, and this is something I wanted to talk to you about, is Karafuru. Yeah, say that right? I mean, this is really exciting what's coming up with Karafuru yeah. because we saw the floor jump quite high and now it's sort of sort of mellowed out to carafuru is the roller coaster of my life at the moment <laughs> I, i've actually stopped looking at listing prices now because it's just such so a bit of a backstory about carafuru i knew it was coming up it was all over twitter um and i was watching this nft and i'll tell you exactly what happened to me um i was watching it and there was no hope of getting this whitelist and then there was no hope of getting the public sale it bought it out within 10 seconds it actually broke um ether it broke it because it was the highest gas you'd ever seen so the gas fees on these people would be minting them um trying to get this public sale at 0.5 and they would be paying seven eth in gas for this transaction it was ridiculous no one's ever seen gas this high um so i waited i waited and i bought mine i ended up having to pay like uh, i bought two my dollar cost average was 4.3 ETH. so in real terms for me i've got 32k australian invested in this and I've watched it go from 4.2 ETH to a 5.5 ETH floor. Then now it's down at sitting at 2.89 or 2.9. And it fluctuates between there and 3.6. So many times in the last two weeks I've been going back and forth. What do I do this? Do I liquidate out now? And thank God I'm playing with profits on this. So this is all my profits, but it doesn't change the fact that even though it's profits, it's still 32 grand. Of course. All right? Profit is profit and money is money. So... If it wasn't for my conviction and going back through and constantly checking, I'm, I'm not listening at the FUD about the price and what's happening, but I'm looking at their roadmap. And a lot of people don't know that Carrefour is about to launch their 3D toys. They're about to launch all this merch. They've got these amazing upcoming partnerships that everyone's psyched about. Not only that, they're backed by the biggest Asian toy maker in the world right yeah. so they're about to release their own toy chain and all this stuff's going to get airdropped to us. So, you know, if I had more liquidity, I'd probably be buying a lot more of them right now. But I've got my two. I'm happy. That was my conviction. But, geez, that one's that one's been really tugging on my heart It's a, a solid lot. artist, but as well. Oh, man, I love the, the actual following. design. Yeah. yeah. That's another thing people should do. Like, look for digital artists in the, in the space mm. and follow them on Twitter. A lot of them have moved into the NFT market and they're doing profile pictures. And oh, yeah. If you can, but usually it is hard. You know, it's not that easy because you try to get on the white list. 
you know and there's so I, many people yeah. you're competing with um and i'm really starting to get sick of it eh? like this whole Dude, whitelist yeah. hustle there's got to be a better way oh, than I this. Don't so that's hustle. what they're talking about bringing back it's gas fake. wars now they're just talking about bring back gas Honestly, wars forget man, i don't hustle at all you know if why? i don't get a, if i don't win a whitelist in my discord from the kongs or illiquid i'm not even bothered mm. i mint because i win whitelists and yeah, that's yeah. it i mean it's like Going into Discord and the amount of time you have to put into it, like I'm all about, yeah. you know, time, but productive time. I don't want to chat with someone that, like, you know, unless it's a community that I'm, I'm vibing with and I'm in there chatting away. Yeah. But what'd you do? I went to the gym. What are you doing now? Just order takeout. Nah. What'd you order? Like it's yeah, it's but it. it's everyone's just grinding yeah, to get just, that position. Yeah. Exactly right. It's it's artificial and conversations. To be honest, you know, they're not real conversations. Nah. So when you do find a good NFT community, it, that's a different story. But I'm talking about you know grinding for a white spot. You're wasting not wait. You're putting in so much of your time into fake conversations just so you can grind for a white spot. So there's got to be a better way. Well, let's be real for a second. Aside from, you know, Kongs and Bears and like Carrefourer, I'll check in. Do you ever go back to any of the discords that you were in that you were grinding to get these whitelists? Like I deleted maybe 20 different discords. Yeah, I left the servers and that was it. It just clogs up your discord. Mm. It's so hard to pick the right one. And I think the best, best way to do it if you, obviously if you have the liquidity is let the market work that out for you and then yeah. get in. You know what I mean? It's not always a good strategy to get in super early because there's so many duds out there. Let's be honest, there's so many scams out there. Yeah. So you really have to try pick the best NFT. Like you could have bought Bored Apes um, for Bored Ape Yacht Club for point, I remember yeah. when it was at point eight ETH. Mm. You know, and then it, it went to known. one and I was like, one ETH. And this was, you know, I'm new to, you know, the market or hadn't been in that long, relatively new. And I was like, no, I'd rather go mint something that's going to go, you know, 0.03 mint or 0.07 mint and it's going to hit one ETH and then I'll automate you know, yeah. over a 10X, whatever it is, 12, 13X. That's what I was going for, where really the play was go for the less risky NFT, buy a board ape at one ETH and that's that was pretty much the blue chip of the NFT market because it was such a new market that had yeah. emerged. So, yeah, buy, buy the board ape at one ETH and look, today it's sitting on floor well, price, 100 ETH. This Unbelievable. Is, this is what Shaheen always says. Um, punks are the historical and Bored Ape is mm, the cultural. The culture. Cultural, yeah. yeah. And develop they develop the most. And you know, they change and the game. I'm just going to say Kongs are the OGs. Kongs are OGs. <laughs> That's why I bought AI. I thought yeah, as well it would be touch the first on, one as well. I was going to say to touch on as well, for our listeners, you'll start, as you listen more to us talk in this podcast, you'll start to see our own individualistic styles of trading. Mm. We all trade differently to a certain extent, but we're trying to bring this knowledge all together. And I wanted to ask you guys, since you know we've all had our wars in this game and the war stories, what was that piece of advice would you give someone in this market to help avoid that their own war story, I guess? Don't look back. Don't look back, man. I, there, there are so many NFTs. I, I wouldn't say I paper-handed, but look, I had a, a N2, Outer Identity, so Neo Tokyo, and this thing cost me one ETH. Uh, I ended up moving it for 9.3 ETH, which was brilliant. Uh, and then a month later, they had their big tournament and everything. I'm not going to lie, I did peak, and it went up to <laughs> 12 or 13 ETH. And I'm sitting there thinking, shit. But... Look, I'll be honest with you guys. I took the profits. I bought my baby Kong. I bought a couple of VXs. I'm into a couple investment. of other projects. Yeah. 
Um, ha- don't look back because I'll tell you now, the floor on those is lower than what I sold it at. And, there you go. And it's just, it was a good thing. So don't worry about those. I mean, I, you know, I was talking to Shaheen and I, I was going to buy a Mutant. You remember that? Yeah. And it was a sick one. And I, I'm always going to love this Mutant. One day I'm going to go back and find him. But he was seven and a half ETH. And, and at the time I was like, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to liquidate a lot of my, my coins mm. to get this. And it was going to be half my coin portfolio that I had at the time just to go and do it. And I didn't. And I'm spewing because I reckon this one, at their all-time high, this would have been a good five, six ETH above the floor. He was that clean. Oh, 100%. Yeah. But then you're right, don't look back. I bet uh, I look at it as well. I was going to liquidate so much to hold on to this NFT, this blue chip, that I would never sell. Same as what Shaheen was talking about with his. Am I ever going to realistically sell this? So then I think, okay, I don't look back because... I used that ETH for something else to grow other wealth and I'll still be able to come back and buy him. But had I bought him then, I would have missed out on the huge growth that I've had in the last two months. Yeah, so right. don't look back. Luca P, what, what was the question? I was on Twitter. <laughs> well, it's uh, one bit of it. Uh, I can't even See, talk about One cri- crypto never stops. He was on Twitter yeah, in the middle of podcast. One bit of advice <laughs> that you'd give someone out there, one of our listeners, to help avoid their own war story. Um, I mean, like I said, go, going for the conservative strategy waiting till the market decides what it is and then going in, you know, and buying that NFT when you are confident where it's, it's going. And yeah, I think that's, that's a, and going, buying in when, after, when we're in a bear market, cause you've got to understand there's market structure and everything like NFTs, for example, we have the bull market, then we have the bear market. So jumping on at a low, buying at a low, just like a token after, you know, that NFT um, community is strong you know, and you seen it moon when we were, when we had our original bull run. So going into it when it's it's really really low at a cheap price, you know, I think that's that's the best strategy because, mm-hmm. like I said, you know, bored apes and and cyber kongs and going into them early, like after the first run up and then back down, would have been the play. Yeah, but you can get undone as well. Like, um, is it one? What are they called? Um, CO one? No, no, the Japanese one force. Force one, one force. It's one O-N-1. one. O N one force. Yeah. That one. Yeah. Like I remember that was huge in like March, you know, when the height of the bull run it hit like ten eighth or something. But still it's at point point seven eighth oh. I think even lower. It got so low. I think it got to point one eighth, I remember. In yeah, the, point in two, point one. Point two, it got really, really low. And look, it's never come back because you know, the developer, I think, didn't pull through. But the, the actual artwork is actually very nice. What am I buying one, eh? Well, I've Maybe got my mutant that ha- that has matching wearables, the bag and the shoes. <laughs> 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 I don't know what happened to my voice there. <laughs> I died. And the person that owned it put them up for like, put the backpack for like one ETH and oh. the shoes for 1.5. And I saw it, I'm like, but that's my muted. <laughs> Anyways, then they contacted me on Twitter going, listen, I'm offering for you to buy this first <laughs> wow. before I accept other offers. And I thought, oh, desperate. You want liquidity. There was no way in hell I was buying that for a collective 2.5 ETH. But very cool idea. Very creative. Uh, Some people very, are so very creative. creative. It was actually amazing. I'm I talking about creative, contacting you and trying to sell it to you. People are very creative buying that, oh, hitting yeah. you up straight away. Oh, well, no, I buy? think they, 
they, no, they, they, no, 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 they didn't. They owned my mutant when that drop happened. Oh, okay. So, yeah, because she, uh, she or he, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Her name was Virginia, but 2021, yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, okay, that's fair enough. She's trying, they, to, yeah, she's trying to make a bit of cash. They were trying to, yeah, saying, well, you know, I'll come to you first. You bought the mutant. And I did verify that. Like, as soon as they said that, yeah. I did go and check the blockchain and I saw that I actually did buy it from that person. Yeah, uh, I think for me to help save people just a little bit of time uh, and their own war story is really follow what we've outlined previously on looking at artwork, doxing teams, don't get caught in that FOMO. If you go through our previous episodes, you'll find that we have talked a fair bit about strategy and I'll run mm -hmm. through it very, very quickly with you. Artwork, dox your team, look at your communities. When I look at artwork, you know, like Karafuru, I know it's a Karafuru. There's no clean? ifs or buts about it. It's clean. I know an Azuki. I know a bored ape. I know all these things. So really just take your time out to um, just to follow the strategy. Yeah. I think big one with that is Twitter as well. Mm. Speaking of Twitter, yeah. just quickly before we go. <laughs> yeah. This is breaking news. Oh, breaking oh, news. From Dennis Porter. Breaking Canadian Federal Police call for FinTrack, which is... Our, the monetary rails in Canada are yeah. uh, to block over 30 plus Bitcoin wallets from transacting with major financial institutions. Well, they're going to try to block it. So let's see how far they'll go. Yeah. This is a truckers um, protest that we we're talking about wow. earlier. So well, very interesting to see what happens um, with that. I actually had a conversation just before we wrap it up briefly today, just um, following on from that is I just want to say for those people that, don't have the conviction. Once you really look into this and crack it in your own mind, you will have conviction for this. They're getting desperate. You can see just by that news that that is an act of desperation because they are scared. They just also... Um, they're, they're, you know, it's tyrannical. Uh, it's, completely, it's completely tyrannical. So, so if you have a different opinion on something, they, they will try to stop you you know you can't be against the narrative of the government and this is a problem mm. that we have this is with everything not just crypto this seems to be the flavor right now no well mm. bitcoin's supposed to be like you you're know, allowed to have an opinion as long as it follows our opinion yeah yeah but i mean like the whole point of it is to stop what governments mm. are trying to do now like just centralizing power then not being able to control the narrative then turning into tyrants and taking freedoms away and bitcoin brings freedom that's literally what it is that's financial you know that's what you want when it comes to having our money you know we have broken money the fiat system is broken fiat currency is broken and yeah so i think bitcoin uh, this is going to be a massive massive year for crypto i think the three year the halvening cycle mm. i think we'll still get a bear market but it's just going to be much uh, shorter it's going to be a very short yeah. period i think it's going to be short it's not going to be a you know three years or starts, four years yeah. every four years the halvening so it's going to be a big year so yeah. excited start stacking your wreath guys that's yeah. probably yeah start stacking stack your bags get ready for it so there you have it guys there's our uh, our wrap up our big rundown big shout out to shaheen luca p Hope you guys got a lot out of that. Uh, we always love delivering um, big takeaways there. Make sure you listen. Go back through our other podcasts. There's a lot of stuff that we we sort of touched on in this one that you'll get uh, a lot more information out of. As always, you'll find us online, DJ and Aussie Apes. We're on Twitter. We're out there. Hit us up. Shaheen, Luca P, Wuba. Have a great night, guys and girls.
it's the money. Fucking nightmares, bro.